Okay, we are starting the third week of Yerucha, which is the second week of the Indian of Gezel. And this week, we tonight we're going to talk about the Shiloh of Shoyel Shaloi Midas and related Shilohs. So, we talked about, um, last week we talked about the parameters of Gezel, when you want to take from someone. We talked about if a person steals and he wants to replace it or he wants to give something better than it. We talked about relying on knowing that the person would give you permission. Is that a heter or not a heter? And now we're going to talk about Ishael Shalamidas. So if we begin on page 44 of our booklet, which is the Shulchan Aruch, and the Shulchan Aruch says, in Shin Nun Tesif, hey, Afilu Halaykach Bishailo Shalamidas Habailim Nikra Gazlan. That even someone, meaning not only someone who intends to steal, which by definition last week literally meant I'm taking it for myself. We saw different uh, ways. I, mean, I plan on giving it back. I just want to make you angry. All different things. But literally a gazlan is, I want to take something, take it for myself. So says Shulchan Aruch, even someone who wants to borrow. Borrow by definition is, I have no intention of taking it for myself. I have no intention of keeping your thing, taking it away from your ownership. I want to borrow it. I'm a shayel. But shaloi bidas, habaylim, it's shaloi bishus. No one gave me permission, right? So shal shaloi bidas is called nikra gazlan. He is called a gazlan. So what does it mean he's called a gazlan? It means to say, as we'll see in a moment, he has chiyuvim like a gazlan. We know that there's different type of shaymrim. One of them is a shayel. A shayel has chiyuvim, meaning to say he's chayev in einsim. He's chayev even if an accident happens, he's chayev to pay it back. But he's not chayev if it's mesa machmas malacha, if while it's doing its work, it drops dead, so then that's what he borrowed it for. He doesn't have to pay for that. If there's some accident happens, so since he has, the Gemara says, he has kol shaloi, since he gets all of the benefit, he gets to use it, he doesn't have to pay for it, because he's not a renter, so therefore he accepts on himself responsibility for anything. But not for responsibility for Mesa Machmas Malacha. But when someone is a gazlan, when you steal something, there's no terutzim. There's no terutzim. It died while I was using it. Well, who asked you to use it? Right? You stole it. You don't have any terutzim. When you're a gazlan, you've got to pay for it. And Allah is a gazlan, called gazlonim mishalim kishaz hagzela. For example, let's say it goes down in value from when the time you stole it till you give back the article, you get, you get caught or you want to do tshuva. So you can't just say, okay, here's your thing back. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. If it went down in value, you have to pay for that. So a gazlan has its, his own obligations. So the Shulchan Aruch is saying that when someone is a shoyel shaloi midaz, when you borrow something and you're known as permission, so then you are called a gazlan and you have the chiyuvim of a gazlan. Now, whether he is a gazlan according to the Torah or is it only a derabonan halacha that he's a gazlan? So, I mean, it doesn't make much of a practical difference except when he wants to do tshuva, if he has to do tshuva on a derais, a derabonan, or, or maybe it will, uh, there might be another practical difference if he's puzzled la'edus. We might see this next week. Uh, not next week, on Wednesday, we might see something along those lines because 
Gazlanim that all midrabana might not be possible. Laidas midraisa. So that's a shaila. That's a shaila over here. They bring down on the bottom that um, that the, the mashmois of the shulchan aruch is you call the gazlan. Gazlan is a real gazlan midraisa. However, there are other that nesivas and others say it's only midrabana. But lemaisa, a person who is baro shaloi midas without speaking to the owner is called a gazlan. That's a very important thing. Now again, we're not talking about last week's Shiloh where you assume that he's your good friend, he's not going to care that you bother by it. That was last week's sugya. If you're allowed to be soimech on the Yerushalayimidaz type of thing. Right? But over here, we're talking about you know, you have no, he's, there's no reason to assume that he for sure will agree. You just went. You saw, you saw the guy's shovel next to his house. He needed a shovel. And you took it. So you're a gazlan. You're a gazlan. Okay, now if we continue into the next page, on page 45, the, the Shulchan Aruch over there in Shin Samach Gimel gives an example, but he qualifies it. Hatoikiv Svinasa Shulchavere, someone who takes his friend's boat, and he uses it. So that means he's not taking it to keep, he wants to give it back. If it's not a boat that is meant to be rented out, Shomin Kama Pichasa Umishalim. So like we said, he borrowed it, Shaloi he's a gazlan. How much did it go down in value? You give back the boat plus the difference. But now the Shulchan Aruch says something else. What happens if it's a boat that is normally rented out? The guy has a rental agency. He has a, he has, he go down, he has a, it's on the lake and he rents out boats and he rents out jet skis and he rents out different things. Okay. So im yarad lo b'tayras So now comes along the Shulchan Aruch and his mechalik. Let's say I went and I went to go take it, not because I'm going to borrow it. I plan on renting it. Happens to be the owner is not there for me to rent it. So I say, you know what? This is a rental place. I need to rent a boat. Happens to be the owner is not here. No problem. I'm going to take it without his permission. My plan is that I'm going to pay the rental fee. So now I'm a soicher shaloimidas, not a borrower. I'm a renter shaloimidas. Now, again, we're talking about that these are things that are normally rented out. Okay? If it's not normally rented out, it makes no difference. Meaning to say, if you go to your neighbor's house and you borrow his shovel without asking, or you take the shovel and say to yourself, I'm renting the shovel. That means when I get back, I'll give him $10 for the rental. Guys, he's not a rental place. It doesn't make any difference. He doesn't rent out shovels. Either way, that guy's a goslin. We're talking about a case where he does have a rental business. And I went there and I said, okay, I'm taking it, planning on renting. Still, since at the end of the day you didn't have permission, so the halach is as follows. The owner has the right to choose how much he wants to charge you. He could either charge you and say, you know, you're right, you were a renter, pay me the rental fee. That's he's allowed to do. Or he could say, listen, I never gave you rishus, and you're a gazlan, so you give it back to me, plus how much it went down in value, like a regular gazlan. So he is, the owner has the right to choose which payment he wants. And he could take the, the one that's more. Not a problem. Why? 
even though he rents things out, and this guy decided to rent it, but the fact is he didn't have permission to rent it. So therefore the owner has a right to say, you're right, you're a renter. Pay me $100 rental fee. Why? Because the owner says, why should I treat him like a gazelle and then only get 50 bucks? It only went down $50 in value. The rental fee is 100 bucks. I might as well get my rental fee. Or he could say to him, what are you talking about? You claim you're a renter and you pay me $100? The thing went down $150 because you used it. So I want the $150. So he has the right to choose how he wants to view this transaction. Were you a seicher or you a gazla? Okay? That is the halacha. We still maintain the status of a shlomidas if he took the boat. He took the boat. The guy who was renting stepped out of lunch, whatever. He takes the boat, leaves the money on the on the counter for an hour rental, and now the owner comes back while he still has the boat. He pulls it out, and now he knows that somebody rented the boat, whatever. No, but since when it was taken. That's when he, that's when you become a gazlan or a zeicher. It's totally in that, and he at that point he didn't know. Even though later on he finds out, it makes no difference when he finds out. It makes a difference if he finds out before it came back or after it came back. That doesn't make a difference. So that is the halacha of a zeicher. Um, okay. So now, now the Ramah continues on page forty-seven here. And this is a Ramon Shin Ches. We're like jumping around the Chayshim Mishpat a little bit here. Sure. Okay. Um, if, uh, if that boat is like a, a fisherman's boat and that's his livelihood and someone else borrows it, um, the option is, is to ask for the rental or for the depreciation of the value. Can the, can the um, owner of the boat, uh, if that's his Parnassa, can he ask for like what the opportunity cost for what he lost? The, the okay, so let's see. Let's see the Ramah here. Let's see the Ramah. Yes, a good question. Till now, we're talking about his business is renting the boat, right? Not he doesn't use the boat personally. He's a renter. He rents out boats. And this guy decided to rent it without permission. So comes along the Ramah here. And he says on page 47, Someone who takes the donkey of his friend without him knowing, and he uses it, he plans on paying his rental fee, Again, we're not referring to a rental chamar service. He's not a guy who rents out a chamar. Guy has his chamar in his driveway. He's in his driveway. I decide to come and take it without permission. So even if I said I'm going to pay him rental fees, doesn't help, right? I'm a gazlan, like we just said. Vima chamar but if the chamar is um, usually rented out, so then loy havi gazlin, so then I'm not a gazlin, and like we just said, it means to say there's a choice here. The owner has a choice to either take the rental fee or to take the devaluation. Now says the Rama, mihu imichu boy benevesoi vaimrim shabal hachamar tzarech lechamayroi havi kishlei midas vahavi gazlin. So what happens if you're about to take the chamar and it's a chamar that's usually rented out but for whatever reason the owner needs it himself. Now sometimes he rents it out sometimes he uses it himself. So you come along to rent a chamar place you see a chamar standing there there's no owner you say big deal I'll take it and I'll pay the rental fee. So we know what the halacha is. But right then the kid comes out and says you can't take that chamar 
because my father needs it. My father needs it in the morning to go wherever he needs to go. He's not renting it out today. He needs it personally. So since they protested against it and they said that the Baal HaChamor needs his Chamoiroi, then he loses it. So then it's Kishalei Gazlan. Because the whole heter before, it's not really a heter, the whole option that there's a possibility for you to just pay the rental fee is because it's for something that's oimit to be rented out. But if they told you that today it's not, there's no rentals going on today because the guy needs his chamar, so you're back to the regular halacha. This is like a chamar sitting in someone's driveway. You go and you take it, planning on paying him a rental fee. doesn't help. I'm not a rental service. You're a gazlan and you're chayt. Now, so you're asking, what's going to be if I did take it? So I'm a gazlan. So what about if he now doesn't have his chamar and he wasn't able to go across town to get his merchandise and he lost money out on that? Right? That's what you're asking. So that's a, that would be probably a question of a grama. That would probably be a question of a grama. By me taking the chamar, I caused him a loss. Right? So therefore, a grama, um, I'm sure we're going to learn about it eventually somewhere in this curriculum, but a grama is only chayev midine shamayim and not midine adam. Meaning in Bezdin, they cannot obligate him to pay. However, he has an obligation, lotse sidei shamayim, to pay him for the grama. Okay. But now the Ramah throws in something very interesting. And he says, What about a case? What about a case that I needed a chamar because I was sustaining a loss? And I needed to go chase. Somebody, my, 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 something was rolling away, was flying away. Someone was taking my stuff. And I needed a chamar, I needed a car to go chase him. So I take your chamar in order to go save my own money. And I want to pay him, I want to pay him for the rental. I am not a gazlan. Why? And in Shin Gimel, Medina The Ramah is saying a very interesting thing. Um, in, in last week's Amar Mekaymas, we skipped a page that I didn't do, and that was a page that talked about, from the Arach HaShulchan, that talked about Takonois Shehisne Yehoshua. The Gemara teaches us that when Yeshua ben Nun came into Eretz Yisrael, he made numerous Takonos for Klal Yisrael um, about what people are allowed to do. For example, it says, the, the Arach HaShulchan brings from the Rambam, Ten t'noim hisno Yeshua beizdinoi. Ten different rules that they made b'shosh achilak esaretz when he divided up Eretz Yisrael. Ve'luhein. One of them is that a person is allowed to take his livestock, like sheep, behemadaka, the small livestock, out into a big forest that belongs to somebody else, and they're allowed to graze there. That's Yeshua made a takana. Now, even though it uh, belongs to somebody, it's b'shosh hayachid. He's allowed to say, what are you doing in my Rishos? No, you, when Yeshua set up Eretz Yisrael, he made certain conditions that Klai Yisrael was obligated to accept to allow certain things to happen. Chayshin Mishba, Dine Mamanus, different things. And the Gemara says ten things over, over here, and the Rambam brings it down. Now, Darach HaShulchan says that there's other ones as well. There's other ones that Bezdin were Mesachin at a later date. 
And one of them is, Let's say someone had a whole pack of bees, like a beehive, pack of swarm of bees. Now you make your money by, with the honey that they make. These are your bees. And these bees decided to leave your rishos, and they parked themselves on your neighbor's tree. So now, the only way for you to get those bees back to your house is to cut the branch and take the whole thing with you. And if you don't, you're going to lose all those bees. So there is a Takana's Bezdin that since you are going to lose money, you're allowed to go t- chop down his, his branch to save your swarm of bees. And all you have to do is pay. You have to pay him for his branch. You have to pay him for it. But you're allowed to cut it down. And that's the Takana's Bezdin. He says, some argue, but these are Takanis Bezdin. And the Shulchan Aruch says, numerous Takanis Bezdins. So says the Ramah, so you see there's a Tikkun Bezdin, similar Takanis Yeshua, that if you are going to lose money, you are allowed to take someone else's thing to go save your money and plan on paying him back. So if you see that somebody just robbed your house and He's running, riding down the street on a bike and you want to go take your friend's car and take it and you'll pay him for it, no problem. Nobody, I, he needs his car. You'll pay him for it, no problem. You're allowed to take it. Now what happens if it goes down in value? No, I'm not a goslin. I'm not a goslin. It's a Tanai Bezdin. And it's a Tanai Bezdin. I am not a goslin. I'm a regular soicher. It's a What happens if it's Meza Machmas Malacha? No, if you look at the bottom, the Nesiva says, "Afilu meisam achmas malacha butter kaven the tenai bezdin who kisoicher midas dami bezdin made it that it's if you gave me permission to rent it." So that is an exception to the soicher shaloi midas rule. Is that if you're using someone's thing to go save your own money and you plan on paying him, you're like a soicher midas. You're like a soicher midas. That is the Lashon of the Ramah. Okay. So now we move on to a next, the ne- next Indian. So that is the concept of Ashayel Shalem Midas. So now we move on to the next thing. And I think, Herschel, after the last year we spoke about this. Or the last week we spoke about this. And what about for a Dvar Mitzvah? What about borrowing without Rishus for a Dvar Mitzvah? So in Hilchus Tzitzis, Simen Yud Dalid, the Shulchan Aruch says... Mutter little talus chaveru levarachala. You're allowed to take someone's talus, make a bracha, uvavad shi yakapaloi soi matzamikufalis. If you found it folded, make sure you fold it back up when you're done. Vuhuadin bitvilin, says the Ramah. Avil osr lilmaid misvarim shal chaveri. The Ramah says you're not allowed to learn from someone else's svarim without his rishos. The chaishinun shema yikroi sam bilimudai. That we're not so sure a person will allow you to do. Maybe it'll rip. So Mishaburu says, What's going on over here? I'm allowed to borrow a guy's talus. What happened to all Shal Shalemi Das Gazlanu? You know, that'd be a Gazit. Says the Mishabura. A person's happy for you to do a mitzvah with his money. So just like we've had situations where even though you're borrowing Shaloi Bershus, but we say, we assume the guy agrees for you to do it. This is a case of that. Chazal said, a person is happy for his, his, uh, his, his money to be used for mitzvahs. So therefore, if he has a talus, he wants it to be used for a mitzvah. 
So again, we are being we're estimating what this guy would want. So we assume this is only if it's like a temporary thing, once in a while. If you don't have your own talis and every day you're going to use Yanim's talis, that a person is not so happy about. It wears out. You know, a one-time thing, I'm happy to borrow my talis if you're stuck. But get your own talis, you know what I mean? This is my talis. It, that a person not, not, not that a person doesn't. And afilu bakroi, even if it's just once in a while, it's only ba'isay makam, only in the same place. Avalitziyam mibeisel beisakneses, but we want to borrow a guy's talis and take it to shul or yipcha, or you find the guy's talis in shul and you want to take it home and then you'll bring it back. That, that we don't say, we don't assume the person is happy. Maybe the guy doesn't agree to that. Now, the Mishabru just points out that the only reason we're saimich, that this person, we rely on the fact that this person probably wants to do a mitzvah with his money is because he's not here to ask. So you could assume. But if the guy is right here, we don't make assumptions. Go ask him. He says, Whenever you have a case of a chazaka, where you're allowed to assume things, you don't rely on it if you can uh, go find out what the truth is. Let's say you know the guy is makbid. You can't say, well, chazal say that you're not makbid. What do you mean? Chazal didn't tell me I'm not makbid. Chazal say most people are makbid. I happen to be the exception to the rule. Chazal doesn't, don't override what I'm saying. So that is the Shulchan Aruch and the, and the Ramah and the Mishabur. Now it's interesting that the Aruch HaShulchan here sort of takes the Shulchan Aruch and says that nowadays everything is the exact opposite. So again, the Shulchan Aruch said you could use a guy's talis and his tefillin, but not his svarim. Svarim we assume not. So says the Aruch HaShulchan, he brings the Shulchan Aruch, and he says, V'nir Even though our teachers are Rabbi and Pasch in this, Divistama mutter lito likach talis chaveirish lemidai to the spalaboy, he says, Anan chazinon He says, We see that when it comes to a talis, people are very particular about lending out their talis. It's a brand new, clean talis. So people aren't so happy to start lending it out. Some people are very makbid. They're not happy. Somebody else should schwitz in their talis. Or in COVID, right? You sneeze into someone's talus, right? It's not so posh now, now with COVID. Now, if you wear a mask, maybe it's different. But it's not, it's not so simple anymore to say, Stam, you're going to borrow a guy's talus. Why? People are mocked nowadays that, that, that with germs. So the, so the Archishogun says, there are plenty of people. They don't want people. They're Zaya and they're Nikias and whatever it is. So it's not so simple. It's not so simple. He ends off, he says, very not simple. So even though the Shulchan Aruch paskins its mutter, the Archishogun again, and again, it's, very, it's a very simple logic here. Just like the Mishabura said, everything here is a logical thing. It's not a halacha, the guy isn't makbid. We assume he's not makbid. But if it's um, if it's bekviyas, maybe he's makbid to take it out. Maybe he's makbid. Says the Aruch Hashulchan. The whole halacha nowadays, I see people being very makbid. A guy gets a brand new talis with all fancy atara, right? 
And all of a sudden, he's going to walk into Shulis, and all of a sudden, his, his neighbor's wearing his towels with his atara. He's not so happy about that. You can't just assume that. Okay? Now he continues the Aruch HaShulchan in the next Sif, and he says an interesting thing. Um, he says like this. He says, He says, the whole source of this din is not so simple because the smack writes that the whole heter to take a talus is when it's not folded. The guy left his talus around. You see, he's not so makbid on his talus. But if it's folded up nicely, says the smack, you got to get rishos. Who says the guy allows anyone to use his talus? And the Marlchai says, like we just quoted, like the... Uh, like the Shulchan Aruch said, the Shulchan Aruch passing like the Marthai, that if you, quote, you, 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 uh, you fold it back up, that's okay. But the Shulchan is saying, but you see, it's not so simple. You see, it's a machlaikas rishayinim, a folded talis. It's not so simple a guy's happy you should use his talis. And then he writes, um, like this. He says, Venerally borrowed the Gamma Turva Shulchanarach Maribi Chiagavna, and this is referring to that the talus is in Shul. Avo Kigoin Anu, Shekolechon Mikabel Talisa Yumatsnia Beteva. Says the Archa in his days, everybody had cubbies, so they had shtenders. So a guy folds up his talus and he puts it in his shtender in his cubby. Oishin Noisin La Shamish Latsnia Beteva, where they used to give it to the Shamish, and he would put it in the cubbies. Then Vade Osir Beloy Das Bailam. Then you can't just take a talus. So he says, this whole idea is only when you find the talus on the table. It's hanging around Shul. So then there's a shayla that the guy, if he folded it, he didn't fold it. Okay, Shulchan Aruch says, you, as long as you put it back folded, it's okay. But if the guy hid it away in his shtender, he put it in his cubby, who says he's masking him? You should go take things out of his shtender and out of his cubby. And he says like this, the Shulchan says, Now the minig is that the Shamish takes the talus, and, I'm sorry, the Shamish nowadays goes to people's cubbies, and he take, take out talisim and they give it to guests. He says, so what right do they have to do that? Well, the it's not a simple Shiloh. You're going to go take a stolen talus and daven in it? Better to daven without a talus than wear a stolen talus. So says the Archashulchan, I guess in his days people had cubbies, but the minute was that the Shamash would go and lend us, oh, here's a talus, you lend it, just go put it back, or give it back to me, I'll put it back. The Archashulchan says, it's not so simple. Now, the Ramah said, Tfilin, also you're allowed to take Shalemidas. Now, Lechaira, nowadays, Tfilin's worse than a talus. A talus you could clear. Does a guy care? Does he not care? Tfilin people are pretty makbidad. People have, uh, they don't want to get chipped, they don't want a certain size, they want to get stretched. It's not so simple that if you, someone needs a pair of tefillin, and you find tefillin sitting in shul, that you follow this Ramah so simply that says you're allowed to take the tefillin. Now, especially if this tefillin is in his tender, in his cubby, kol shikain, right? Kol shikain. So it's not so simple. It's not so simple. Now, if you know a guy happens to not care and he lends out tefillin, and, he, and that's, okay, that's a different story. But just to say, because the Ramah says, again, it's not a chayk. We have to assume. Nowadays, people may be very makbid on their tefillin. Again, it might be telling the person. Now, 
Um, now the 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 Archa continues that the Rama said you can't learn from Svarim because you might tear them. So he says, "Vafilu bakroi ba'alma aser the shema ye'ayin boyharbe ad sheyikra meroi mishmushai." So he says, even if you're not using it on a constant basis, like a talus. But the fact of the matter is, even if you use a safer one time, you might get into the sugya and uh, you might end up tearing it. It's a problem. But the Archa says that just to like, take a quick glance in it, not to sit down and learn from a Gemara, but let's say a guy's Mishnabur is around, you need to find a quick halacha. You're not sure you should say Mashivaruach or not. That you're allowed to. But if you find the guy's art school Gemara and you say, you know what, I want to sit down and do the daf, could be, according to says the Rosh Hashok, it's not so simple. Because you might get into it and, and rip the pages. What about to take his siddur as maxer? Most people are in makbid and therefore you would be allowed to. Um, so the Orach HaShulchan is flipping everything backwards. Talis that the Shulchan Aruch said is mutter, he says it's asr. A svarim that the Ramah says is asr, he says there are certain cases that it is mutter. Now, nowadays, it's very possible that the whole halacha of svarim has changed. Because most people aren't even makbid, you should use the article Gemara to learn the daf. Right? Because, again, number one is the pages don't rip so easily these days. Number two is svarim are also very common. You don't get to say, you know, if, if a safer rips, you'll, you'll, the person will replace it for you. In the olden days, a safer was a Yakara Metzias. So if a guy ripped your Mishnabura, you're going to go send a message to Radin to send you another Mishnabura, right? It was a big ASIC. He couldn't replace it so easily and you couldn't replace it so easily. But nowadays, things are replaceable. It's, it's svarim are Baruch Hashem very much in common. Now, if you know the guy has a special sitter, you know, his Zayd the sitter, or he has a special Gemara, that's one thing. Or, or, let's say you're a yeshiva bacher, or you're coiling a man, and you learn second seder every day, right? Two, three hours a day. What happens to a Gemara? You learn two, three hours a day. The pages get ripped, the cages worn out. So you'll say, what I buy a Gemara for? There's a Gemara sitting on the shtender every day. No, that's already not so simple anymore, because that's what the Aruch is saying, you're going to be ma'ayin and you're going to get into it. But stamazai, Normally, if you're not such a, you know, getting into the sugya so much, or let's say you're following the shir with the daf or something like that, so then you assume that most people are in Makbid. Again, you'll have to put it back in the same place. You'll have to put it back in the same place. I remember there's a Shiloh many years ago, I think in Camp Kaltaira, I think Rabbi Herschel was involved, someone asked him, and the Shiloh was, are you allowed to, and listen again, yeshivas a lot. Guy needs a hat to daven mincha. You're allowed to take the guy's hat, right, to go daven mincha. Because of like this halacha, and a person's nicha, that you should do a mitzvah with his mammon. Or do we say not? Now again, it may make a difference. If the guy's hat is in the yeshiva's coat room, smushed with everybody else's, everyone else's hat, could be he's not so makbid if you wear his hat and you put it back. It's like this case. If a guy just got a brand new hat, right? Or you know that the guy is very finicky about his hat, so then could be the guy's not, you know, he's not so happy you should use his hat for a mitzvah. So again, this, this Shiloh could come up in numerous, in, in numerous different instances, and I guess, if I remember correctly, Herschel was selling it too, to this, uh, to this halacha here. Is it like a talis? Is it like svarim? Right? Which one is, which one is it in every situation? You have to figure out how makbid the guy would be. So that is another case here where you have the concept of shalashalamidas, but we assume that in this case the guy would be happy for you to use it in certain cases, and therefore it's not a problem. Bez Hashem, we will continue on Wednesday, and on Wednesday we'll be learning about the Isser of 
a very interesting iser, but we will also be learning on the concept of copyrights. And that is, what is the halachic basis for a copyright or me using someone, intellectual property? Is that called stealing? What is it? What is intellectual property? And that will Bezos Shem be Wednesday evening.